This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I think it's a massive win, you know, off the back of uh, draws and whatnot at home. That was a really important one for us to get back to feeling confident playing at home the way we did at the start of the season. And, you know, we, we've clearly improved our form away from home. So, yeah, it was a big one. The ball from Lucas was, you know, inch perfect. You know, there wasn't a whole lot I had to do. Uh, it was right between the two centre-halves. So, um, yeah, he made that easy for me just to jump up and head that home. Will Swansley ahead and may have clinched all three points last weekend, but there's a more significant moment to mark on this week's podcast as we hit a year since Nigel Clough dug that loss at Northampton, the lowest ebb. So not only are we recapping the Warsaw fixture, we're also taking a broader look at how things have grown over the last 12 months, why it was important to stick with Clough, and why now it's vital to keep pressing on without fear to achieve our dreams. As part of the wider discussions, we'll also talk new contracts, the change in operation and much, much more as we also now prepare to wrap up the miles once more after being drawn away at Barrow in the first round of this year's FA Cup. Plus, as always, your comments, questions and opinions on all things Stags. Why? Because quite simply, Mansfield matters. Good evening, guten tag, ya, hello, hola, and however other ways you can think of saying hello for the second time uh, tonight. Although if you listen to the audio version of this, you'll have no idea what we're talking about. We had a few microphone issues the first time around, uh, so we logged off, logged back on, and here we are again. We're now using the audio from the camera, uh, which means we're having to talk up a little bit. So what I'd probably suggest is turn your volume up slightly, uh, and then you should be able to hear us. Fingers crossed, touch wood. Uh, and let's crack on and say hello, good evening to the Mansfield Matters podcast panel. Uh, and we'll pretend like this isn't the second time that we've done this. Hello to Mr. Nathan Edge. Evening. Oh, it's that deja vu. Good evening, everybody. That's <laughs> Guy Parkin. Good evening, Craig, and good evening, everybody. I'm just uh, listening to see if I can hear it. <laughs> and what's the answer? But. Yeah, there you go. It's fine. Uh, it's a little bit echoey. It's a little bit echoey in the room, but there you go. It'll be absolutely fine. As always, we want your comments, questions, and opinions on all things Mansfield Town of the Live Feed. Let's delve straight back into it. We were talking about Warsaw before somebody said sounds crap, and I think that was just a personal attack on me. But there you go, uh, Alan Wilson, Warsaw uh, two-one win, Scrappy. Yes, but I think, uh, like I said, well, whether they heard it or not. They definitely didn't hear it. I think they deserved the win, although they came and knew our game plan. They forged the game plan. You know, we had to change slightly, I thought. And I just think, you know, we worked harder and harder during the game. The subs worked, which I'm very pleased to say. And, uh, you know, I think we're well worth the three points. It feels like we say this every week, Clive, as well. Christy Pym, yet again. Yeah. Yeah, he, um, he had a good game. He made two very worthwhile saves. I thought the team itself played reasonably well. They were set up to defend and they did it very, very well when, until we broke through in the first for the first goal. And then when they, because when they equalised, they fell straight back into a defensive format. So I'm really pleased we managed to sneak a win from them. Yeah, Lucas Aikens regularly gets a lot of criticism, Nate, but stick him out on the left wing. There we go. We might have found another place for him. He <laughs> was like prime Wayne Corden. Is anywhere left that he hasn't played yet? That's what I'm wondering. But um, no, he, you know, he's, he's one of those gay, one of those players that I think. 
every I think every team has them, uh, and we have them every season where there's one one player that everyone takes a bit of a dislike into. He probably didn't have his best game up to that point, and you know a lot of people would have said he should have gone off. But good job, Nigel Clough knows better than us, isn't it? Because um, kept him on, and he, uh, you know, like like um, Swan said in, uh, in in the intro, it he basically put it on a plate for him, and he couldn't. Well, except he starts putting away, so fair play to him. But Cross was perfect. I found it quite interesting listening about uh, to Will Swan's post match life because he was very, very humble. He didn't want to sort of say, mm. he didn't want to do that thing of, yeah, yeah, you know, it was a really good jump from me, getting between two defenders, got a good connection to it, and it was a really good goal from my point of view. He was very dismissive of his part in it and was very um, praising of Lucas Aikens. Yeah, and it's very kind of him to be that way, but it was, a, it was a goal that needed to be headed in. It didn't fall in off him. He had to make it happen. But it was a, a gem of a cross from Lucas. Um, he hadn't had a good game up to that point, to be fair. He'd worked really hard, as he always does, and he'd drag defenders around, as he always does, but he wasn't having a brilliant game. It wasn't that sort of game where he could. And I wouldn't have been surprised had he been taken off. And he would have been taken off just before he made that peach of a cross. So I'm glad he didn't. Yeah, certainly so, because it ended up getting us uh, all three points. Let's touch upon uh, Will Swan for a second, Alan, because he's, it, it feels quite frustrating with Swan because he's had these constant spells where he's been ill and obviously therefore not allowed to train and been away from the camp and things like that to try and minimise the the spread you know, with the world that we, we still live in now. And you just think that if he was available for 90 minutes every single week, we'd have one hell of a player blossoming quite earlier. We're still seeing that growth, but the problem is because he's still coming back from these illnesses, he's only good for sort of half an hour off the bench and you've got fans behind me and everywhere in the stadium, it seems, screaming all on the forums and, and so forth, why aren't we starting him? Well, there's the problem. If we did start him, we'd be dragging him off after half an hour and everyone would be going, well, he's not good enough. Yeah, well, it's just like uh, Nigel said in his interview, he's just not fit enough yet for 90 minutes. He was struggling after 30. And Nigel admitted that after after the game. But, you know, it's just one of those things, Craig. I mean, he said in his interview today that uh, Lapsley's ill. And so is James Perch. It's just one of the things that you've got to put up with that people do get ill from time to time. It's just everybody's in, you know, like their own bubble, aren't they, training? And, you know, it's going to catch some people. But when it when it starts to uh, get fitter, I think we're going to see more and more of Mr Swan. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's almost a mouth-watering prospect, Nate, isn't it? When you think that Reese Oates is yet to come back. Mm. Imagine the two playing off each other with maybe Lapsley just behind and dropping into a 4-3-3. Well, that's it. We have been um, we're, we're in a, a little injury crisis. Obviously, it's looking promising now with Boateng and, and Artigan getting getting back involved with some minutes. But um, you know, as far as as Oates coming back and Swan and Lapsley, obviously Aikens, Bauer, we've got some good options up there. Um, but I think it'll be more of whether whether Oates and Swan together will, will work. I think we'll have to see. I think it might be um it's you know a better fit than what, what we've got now with the likes of Aikens or Bauer up there with, with one of them. So um but it's it's promising to have the likes of uh, those to come back because you've had whilst they've been out, you've had Lafley who's stepped up and uh, and 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 really took the shirt, hasn't he? He certainly has. He looks Alan like the Lapsley of old, doesn't he? And you know it was in the right place at the right time for for the first goal. But I think also what we need to talk about within that for that first goal, the opening goal of the game was what beautiful football it was. Yeah, it was very good football. Because, I mean, went it just before then when uh, Jordan had hit the ball, you know, just before we scored. And I just think they, they started to play some nice football, but it's in spurts again because they were doing what they needed to do. And, we're, you know, they were counteracting, counter-attacking what we were doing. Because, to be fair to uh, Warsaw, I thought they were one of the best teams that we'd played, in my opinion, because, you know, they took at what they were doing. But to, to go back to your original point, we were playing some nice football. And I think Lapsley, now he's got that free rating up front and he's got that two, three goals behind him. I think he's just the player that he was, plus a little bit more. Let's, take, let's test Nathan Edge here, Clive. It really looks like it's galvanised, Mr Lapsley, doesn't it? It's a dangerous game to play when there's cups on the table. I'm quite surprised that you didn't put it at your feet, to be honest, but yeah. there you go. You usually do. I mix it up today. There we go. He does look galvanised though, by it doesn't he, Clive? Lapsley. Yeah. He's he's, he's playing as well now as he did when he was at his best a 
season and a half ago, in my opinion. Uh, he's having to work harder because the team's not full strength. Um, I don't ever foresee the situation where we haven't got anybody injured. I think it's the way it is at Mansfield now. Somebody's either injured or ill or suspended. Now, what we aren't doing this year is getting ourselves suspended like we did this time last year. That's true. Yeah. So, and that's one of the reasons. This time this year, we are in fourth place. Mm. We're 26 points or whatever. And last year, we were struggling to stay at the bottom too with a 10 or 12 points from memory. Mm. Yeah, we'll come on to that a little bit later because there's uh, obviously Ollie Hawkins got man of the match and there's a bit of the, the division uh, from, <laughs> yeah. from people, I thought. I thought it was solid in the air, um, but on the ground, I thought it was a little bit shaky. There was one or two times where he wasn't quite sure. And actually, Clive made the point there, Alan, that we're not getting silly, as, many, as many touch wood silly bookings unless you're Ollie Clark at Barrow and, uh, yeah. and things like that. But we're not getting that many silly bookings touch wood. And a lot of that, I think, is down to what Hawkins said in the summer. You know, he was... He clearly felt the weight of what happened at Wembley on his shoulders. He clearly wanted to adapt his game and learn. And I actually think that his game is growing. And I think the only thing that's lacking now is that little bit of decision-making. I thought he was tremendous in the air on Saturday. And for that alone, probably did deserve man of the match. He headed away every single long throw that they launched in. Um, it was just on the ground where he just couldn't, he wasn't quite sure whether to commit. But I think the old Ollie Hawkins last season would have committed but would have probably got booked, and that's the gamble. I think the only the only difference that I've noticed is if the professional foul needs to be done, i.e. O'Toole, Maris and Clark this season, that who got booked for doing exactly that, O'Toole especially, not long after he'd come on the other week. But uh, in my opinion, I think Uwit would have got man of match if I'd have picked it. But I, I agree with entirely with what you're saying because Hawkins is is just head and shoulders above everybody, not with just his eye. He can head a ball. You do and know, they, you do you do know that you could pick man of the match, right? Even though they t- tell you on a bit of paper, <laughs> you can, you're literally the man with the microphone. You yeah. can, you yeah, can look what? at you can look at that and go, what the fuck are they watching? <laughs> yeah, but after saying that, I could I could shout it out and then I'd get somebody in my ear. I wonder. <laughs> we didn't say that. Are you sure? That's what I've got written down. <laughs> No, oh, but yeah. uh, I agree with it's just a professional foul that Maris has done one, O'Toole's done one, Clark's done one, and they have more or less cut the other stuff out, which is good to see. Let's delve in some uh, comments then on the old uh, interweb. Uh, Roger says, I really didn't think Stags were going to score second half, um, and then Aikens put that cross in for Swan to nod in. Another good win. Uh, playing average Lee. Uh, let's scroll past all the microphone comments. Um, I uh, we were win- uh, we are winning playing averagely in my opinion. Swan, a great player to come on. Adam says top trumps, Aikens trumps Bowery on the wing. He isn't deserving of uh, the whipping boy tag. Roy says Swan's header reminded me of Danny Rose header uh, on the uh, on the G. Um, my biker mate reckoned Warsaw was the better team second half, says Roger. He also says, I don't like the messing around that Pim and Hawkins do playing yeah. out. No, uh, they I agree with that. They nearly get caught, got caught out first half. Yeah, Nathan, it's... Uh, I agree. Well, think of Hartley, Paul. Like, they, I know. We, we, we made the error, and then we literally did it seconds after again, as if we didn't learn a lesson. And we see, there's still points for our games where we... We seem to want to try and do the playing out from the back. But when teams press us and they figure that out very quickly, we need to do something different. But we still sometimes try and persist. And that's a concern. And it's usually, uh, usually it seems to be Hawkins really that uh, tends to be making a mistake with that. So that is one thing I think we need to just be careful with a little bit going forward. It's a little bit of Nigel Clough stubbornness, isn't it, yeah. Clive? Well, you could, you could always attach Nigel uh, stubbornness to most things he does. Because I think he's very, very committed to his own. Um, strong views on these things and doesn't um, probably just as well he doesn't listen to too much of the barracking from the terracing either because if he did half the team would be down the tunnel before half time <laughs> uh, by the way on the subject of the sponsors man of the match I didn't agree with that I didn't think he was worthy of the man of the match you're right Alan he, he performed incredibly well with balls in the air as he always does but he, yeah, looked, he, he looked dangerous yeah, yeah. looked dangerous with time on the ball when it was at his feet he didn't know what to do with it and in fact, on a couple of occasions, he nearly gaffed. So, well, you know, I think he's playing better than he did, and that's a good thing. If for what it's worth, my man of the match would have been probably Lapsley, but very closely, Hewitt. I thought 
Yeah, Craig agrees in the comment as well. Says Lapsley or Hewitt was man of the match for me. Uh, good job, Nigel doesn't listen to the wannabe managers in the stands. Yeah, absolutely. There's certainly a few around me um, on uh, on Saturday. Although, quite surprisingly, for a one o'clock kickoff, they still managed to consume quite a decent amount of alcohol because the instructions were so fucking garble. I'm not going to sit next to you anyway. Well, I know. Well, I've told you before, Andy, about day drinking, but there you go. Uh, let's uh, move swiftly on from all things war. So I think we've ticked every box there is to, to cover on that one. Um, let's talk more broadly about it being a year since what Nigel Cloughney said was our lowest ebb. Of course, that defeat at Northampton in the midst of injury crisis, um, square pegs in round holes, suspensions and all of that, uh, all of that madness which we had this time last year. But what a transformation it's been. But when you strip it back and you look at this season and last season, there aren't similarities at this point in the campaign. We've got a couple of key players missing. All right, we've got no suspensions touch wood at the moment. But what is the difference? I mean, I think we've learned from it, to be fair. I mean, I'm going to touch wood because I'm going to hope that we don't go down a similar path um, you know, over the next month or two. But... Um, I think the main thing we've you know we've just been discussing there about discipline. You know we've we've managed to certainly improve on that, which has stopped those suspensions and losing one or two more players. Um, I don't think the injury crisis has been quite as bad. You know it has been difficult with with key players being out, uh, the likes of Boateng and Oates, for example. But the the players coming in this time have, have sort of really stepped up and and filled in those space as well. So for me, that's that's the difference. I think um, it's just learning from. What went wrong last time and, and putting it right. I don't think that you know a couple of people said it in the in the comments. The performances at the moment aren't quite there. You know we're not coming off the park thinking we've absolutely outplayed people, but in some ways that's that's a good thing because we're still actually getting results. So and, and we know we can go up a year or two. So you know as long as we can continue in this form, um, you know you like to think we if we can consistently do it, we should be up there. How much of what Nathan said there, Clive, pins on the word recruitment? I don't think there's a huge problem to have to recruit your way, way out of at the moment, but it does require our squad being in the majority fit and available. And we can see when you've got Gordon unavailable, it makes a difference to the team shape and fluidity. And I think... Yeah. <laughs> yes, Nathan! <laughs> well done, mate. I'm going to slide it out of his way anyway. <laughs> see what he does. I've got a funny feeling. I've got a funny feeling he'll find it. He'll find it. And I think, you know, we've said before that uh, Mac is looking a little bit tired. And, and I think we've all said in the past, when he's on his form, he's, a, he's a, a match winner. But when he's not, he's just a player. And in fact, I think if there'd been a viable alternative to him, he should have been rested for a couple of matches. But we haven't got anybody who can slot him instead of him, really, have we? Mm, I see. I think we have, but I think his development would go backwards if we put him there in Jason Law because um, he he can play there. But it's I think not his natural. Place, I think he's it? I think he's much better in basically the Lapsley role, just behind yeah. the front two. Yeah. Um, and then again, it's down to injuries because Wallace is the is the second choice, and Nigel Clough certainly sees him um, as that. Let's stay with the uh, the transformation though over the year, and we mentioned recruitment there, and I think what Clive said is right. I think we've we've done. A lot better recruitment this year, if you look at the players we've brought in the summer. But I think a key part of it as well has been keeping it together. When you are in a position that we were at the end of last season, which was ultimately failure to get promotion, if we're going to look at it that way, nine times out of ten, you would see football clubs like we have been guilty of in the past. I'm thinking particularly under Mr Galvanise. Um, thank you. Um, whereby we got rid of him and then looked to overturn the squad and brought you know, players in on big wages who didn't didn't perform. You know, we brought in Andy Cook and Nicky Maynard at the end of that season to try and get us the extra goals we were perhaps missing to go one step forward. We didn't do that in the summer under under Nigel Club. David Sharp and the Radfords stuck with him and made sure the budget was there, had whatever trimming it was to A keep players that we needed to. We didn't really release too many players. We only released Faz Rawson and, you know, to the police's traffic cone department. Um, and uh, we basically kept on the core of the squad and have built from it. I think that's the biggest thing, the recruitment and the, the that patience 
I think three things, in my opinion, where we've come on leaps and bounds this year. For one, we've learned from his mistakes from last year. You know, when they couldn't see a game out, you know, through injuries or through whatever, we've learned that and we've learned to cope with that. And we, we're, we're sort of a little bit better at doing that nowadays. The second one is a settled team. Whereas last year with the injuries, we got quite a few out and you had to bring a few in, you know, and sometimes the team didn't look that recognisable. Well, now, normally, it's either one or two when they have to. Otherwise, you know, they'll keep the same team. And the third one, which goes back way to Mr. Cotlin, who did he sign, you know, in the midfield? If you think back, I could be wrong. Clark, but Clark. Clark didn't he sign Maris? And didn't he sign yeah, Lapsley? Uh, technically, on, on the laps they want. Because look at those three people. Are they performing now? Can we make yeah. a mix? Can it? It'd be a good scout for somebody. <laughs> Te see, I've never really had a massive problem with Graham Cockrell, other than the fact he was, was the useless. wrong wrong oh, appointment. Sorry. Yeah, and that <laughs> he wasn't a man. He wasn't the manager we needed. He would have no. been a good coach, and it was the but, wrong, you know, wrong those, move for the wrong reason. Those but, three people. Yeah, we've said last year during the podcast. Well, I know yeah. I've said it. I mean, I love Maris. <clears throat> To bits, yeah, and I'm chuffed a bit that he's yeah, So as yeah. Clark, let's hope Lapsley does the same because they are the three kingpins, in my opinion. Yeah, you know, and with Mr. McLaughlin, you know, not playing his best, he's got a sore knee, lad. Has they need yeah. a rest? Yeah, yeah. need a rest, but Nigel but, yeah. needs him there because oh, he, he can't put anybody. In, you know, I don't think he does play back for put half bottle or uh, that's what we would do. Those two at fullback, so the long throw from either side that just that that's what we would do, do, but. Nigel yeah. doesn't want to do going that. Back to those, to going back him. to those three, though, um, Clark definitely, because obviously there's the Bristol Rovers with yeah. him. Uh, Maris definitely. Lapsley, I'm unsure of. I think he did bring him in, but I think it was like probably about two weeks before he oh, got right. sacked. I think he was a late loan signing, from, yeah. if memory serves me right. And then obviously. But three who have come good. Yeah. yeah. They really are. Yeah. But it, it, we always said, didn't we, we had a core of a midfield, yeah. which Clough has, has definitely built on. Um, I think another thing for me, Nate, we'll come on to some comments uh, in a second as well. Keep your comments, get your comments in, by the way, about what you think we've done to progress over the last 12 months. I think another thing for me is that patience and, and is that whole thing of sticking together and learning from those mistakes. It doesn't feel this season, Nate, like we've gone, it's a brand new season, we're, we're starting again. It just feels like we've continued yeah. from last season, just weaved in the little bits and not necessarily papered over the cracks, but use some filler to uh, to sharpen them up a little bit. Well, you, you look at last season, we were, what, one point off automatics? So, really, when you looked at it, it wasn't a massive amount that you have to really do. So, hopefully, like you say, just filling in a few of those cracks will, will be enough come the end of the season. Obviously, there's a long way to go and a lot, a lot can happen. <clears> but, um, you know, by keeping the core of the squad together, everyone probably, you know, it can be two ways. You can either have a hangover or you can come back into it and think, you know, let's just carry on the way we were. We know we're good enough to to beat most teams in this league or give them a good a good match, but let's just cut out some of them individual errors and do a few more basics right. Um, you know, we're still doing some things wrong, but that's football. It's league two. You're going to have that. But um, we, we seem to be improving on the things that we really messed up on last season. I mean, just to, just to add another thing in, I don't know whether anyone agrees with me, but I'm starting to feel like, uh, I, didn't, I wouldn't have said this last year, but I think... Christopher Pym's actually a better keeper than Nathan Bishop as well. <coughs> you know, and he's, he's he's making some big big saves, and I think the, the defense trusts him more than what we necessarily <coughs> had last season too. Yeah, the, the the thing with Bish was he was a young keeper who was you know gaining experience, and when you've got a good defense in front of you, you sometimes get masked a little bit. And at key moments last year, I would have agreed that we were. Not let down because that's unfair on a young goalkeeper making his, his name, but we did lack that experience. I've always said that if you sign a goalkeeper, I'd much rather sign a goalkeeper with experience. Um, I do worry about his distribution um, at times, playing short, but I think that's more of a tactical decision from the management. Yeah, that's that's a tactical decision on, on the way we play. Um but yeah, um, I think if he was a couple of inches taller, it'd be, it'd be even better. But look at Alan Marriott. It does come out, though, and collect a ball, doesn't it? Just like Maz. Yeah. Like Mazza did. Yeah. It's about the latest one to do it. Bishop never did. Mm. It's about the latest one after Marriott to come out and actually 
admitted sometimes he doesn't quite get there and he'll punch it, whatever, but at least he's good enough to have a go. Because nine times out of ten, he does get the ball. I don't want to sow seeds of uh, panic into people, Clive, but he is on loan and uh, there is a possible recall in January. So there'll be half an eye on, uh, obviously, what Peterborough are doing. But I, I think we, I don't think particularly we'll have too much of a, a problem in keeping him. If anything, we might, we might look to, to secure him. Well, I mean, he's having a decent season. That's that's the thing to say from the start. He does dominate his box in a way that Bishop <coughs> never did. And he is looking to distribute with throws um, better than Bish ever did. Having said that, he needs help from his teammates because they're not always making that opportunity for him. But when he sees one, he's got a good throw. Mm. He does a low good he does a good low kick as well, which sometimes beats everybody. So I think he is better than Bishop. I'm not. I mean, that's not criticising. No, not at all. Yeah. I thought we. Yeah, we had a and he's surprising me because I don't think he's tall enough. But there you go. If you if you're good enough, you're tall enough. Aren't yeah, you? reminds me a little bit of uh, Bobby Elation. He's a good shot stopper. Um, mm. Commands his box well, and you never know. We might see him up for a corner one day. I mean, is probably. I don't know whether it's the same size as Rod Armour was, but I mean that name speaks for itself. Mm. Yeah. Well, before his time, of course. Yeah. Just yeah, going back to, well to comparative positions, though, Craig. What you've got to remember is Craig said we were one point off. Pla- yeah. Nathan said Thank you, there you go. <laughs> Start the podcast We've got to start again folks Because Clive did it record. Just before you <laughs> ridicule me anymore Nathan said We finished one point off close Off the automatic promotion We did We were that close to it And it's so frustratingly close That we end up wallowing in the playoffs But if you think about it, the first third of last season, we were in a real pickle. We were, yeah. we were bouncing along yeah. the bottom. So we've not done that this year. So we don't have to be brilliant I could go to down improve a, on last year. I could go down a whole wormhole here of turning into Mr Negative and talking about do you fear or defeat. But I'm going to save that for another podcast uh, <laughs> later on uh, in the season when inevitably that does That's happen. That's why I touch him wood, because uh, well, you never know what's around the corner. Well, uh, Alan says uh, we are doing well at present and I really feel that there's more to come. Aikens has had some un- undeserved comments. And his uh, weaker games have has been when he has been played out of position, yep. uh, which they do all uh, they all do to help the team out. You can tell I'm struggling because I'm too far away from the screen again. I'm have to get some binoculars. Get a larger screen, I think. Um, Adam says this year uh, is some ugly grind out wins. A bit cleverer as a team. Very true that actually because, that. because when you think about it, last year we weren't quite managing to do the ugly things we may, maybe got away with it and got a point but it's the one percent and i think it's also you know <coughs> you do that once you do it the twice you do it third time you know grind out wins and it becomes a habit it's like losing that becomes a habit like it did last year but winning also <coughs> winning ugly winning however you can like even nigel said we can't play the passing football for 90 minutes it won't happen other teams won't let us do that but while ever we can do it and we get away with it and we score from it, exactly, I do. It, it brings confidence. The one slight concern I have, again, I'm not going to delve into it too much, is playing out from the back because one team will scout us and yeah. one team will press us and we will make mistakes. I just but, think of all of them yeah, doing that. Exactly. Their team. Uh, Maka has been out of sorts recently, but hopefully will come good. Also, don't forget Gordon to come back. Uh, who looks like he can use uh, who can use the team forward, says Mark, yeah. Uh, and Craig adds to that, uh, Alfie spoke to Kel on Saturday and asked him how long he will be out for. His reply was unsure yet. Um, and Adam agrees on the Pym versus Bishop uh, debate. Um, let's carry on talking about um, positive things and, and things we have to do. And you mentioned it earlier, Alan, George Marish signing a new deal until 2024. How refreshing is it as a club to see us investing in the players that are playing well and who are key assets for the football club during the season. So many seasons we've seen it where a player is having an absolute belter and you know you need to get them tied mm. down, but we don't, and they slip through the net. David Sharp, I think, and, and the Radfords, and of course, you know, Nigel and Simon Clough on and, and all the management team, really, have got to take a lot of credit for the, for the new way, I think, of Mansfield operating because certainly in my time watching the Stags I can't think of a season where we have actually done that where we have actively looked to get players retained on longer term contracts during the season and not during a transfer window and from both of them from Ollie Clark and from George Marius 
in both their interviews. I mean, I know they're going to be chuffed a bit at signing new contracts. Yeah, that's the signing on fee. That'll do but, that for you. But the thing is, they both said how easy it was to do it, how easy it was a decision. They've both settled in the area. They both love playing mm -hmm. for Mansfield Town. They're enjoying the freedom that they've got, whether Marius plays a little bit deeper or a little bit more forward. You know, fair play to them. You know, sign them all. <laughs> Get some more on uh, Fad. Or, Absolutely. as Alan would say, Bisham... Bashim, and we're also not forgetting, Clive, that for the majority of that um, time at the club, he's gone from playing just off the front two as an out-and-out -out ten to a deep-line midfielder, which is a completely different role in midfield. And do you know what? He's taken to it like a duck to water. That's certainly his best and most productive part of the game, is to play <laughs> deep midfield. It, still doesn't, it doesn't stop him being creative. He can distribute the ball well from that position. But I think he, he takes command of the midfield because he's... He's always got the ball in front of him. I think that's important because Lapsley's quite often not. He's got his back to the to the attack and trying to pick a ball up that's coming through the middle. So you need somebody who can pass forward. Just, I mean, you went going back to uh, young um, Law. He proved the other day that just a simple forward pass can pro can provide dividends. And sometimes football clubs, not just Mansfield, are guilty of not taking the simple route. They'll play mm -hmm. it out all the time to try and get you know, this lovely flowing width on the field. Sometimes you're shocking by just playing one through the middle. And Maris, on our side, is somebody that can do that. And I think he's found the right niche for himself now, providing he stays fit and, and providing he doesn't get suspended, he shouldn't lose that place now. I think the key thing with Maris as well, Nate, is having the right pairing and right partnership um, alongside him. You know, he, he tends to play really well with, with certain players. You know, he's obviously got a long-standing partnership with, with Ollie Clark. It'd be quite interesting to see the stats of, you know, winning games and dominating and, and overturning possession with those two in midfield. Um, I think it's a, a really good bit of business from, from the club. It's one of them players for me that whenever, you know, an out before kick-off, I see the, the line-up, you know, whenever Maris is on it, I don't think I've ever once thought, oh, no, I don't think this is, this is the right game for him. I think <laughs> it's just one of them I'm always happy to see on the, on, on the, on the team sheet and see it, it can go in and, and he just gets on with it, does his job. And I thought, you know, it was on about Warsaw game and who would make man a match. I think if he carried on the way he started the, the first half, mm. uh, he seems he seemed galvanised just by having the, you know, the new contract sorted out. Because he would, for me, in the first half, he sometimes when he just got on the ball, I was it felt like something was going to happen. He was trying to look at some, you know, things out outside the box a little bit and uh, and be that creative player we know he can be. So um, it's good work from the club because although he's doing well now, I think that'll be. I'll continue and it could come to the end of the season if he carries on having a, a good season he could be one of those players that I saw after so and, and would have usually in, in old Mansfield terms gone off on a free somewhere so either way it's good good business from the club yeah and even if you know we we do get a bid from him in in the summer because he's now under contract it means we are going to command a fee for him and that's the way that we want to operate we want to develop players use those players to take us up to another level and then ultimately cash in on those players yeah. and see them go on and thrive and that's that that is uh, the way forward. Let's delve into some uh, more of your comments. Uh, let's talk uh, Maris. Richard, Richard says, uh, Maris is a great player. I don't think he should ever have been left out last season and was amazed he didn't start at Wembley. Yeah, it was a confusing one last season. I remember him coming back into the side after uh, a while out and sort of speaking to him. And he, there was something quite there where he was a little bit, I don't know, maybe disrest. Dis I don't know, but I was glad to see him uh, retained in uh, the summer and delighted to see him have a contract now. Uh, Adam says, I love law forward through passes. Uh, Swan Oaks can feed off that service. Roger says, there are still, uh, they're still playing too much to the too much to the flanks. I've said this previously. I uh, retaliate, what, uh, reiterate, re reiterate, <laughs> like, uh, what Clive just said. The, I'll retaliate uh, what Clive just said. Thanks. <laughs> uh, and um, Mark asks, where do you think Hartigan and Boateng will fit in, who uh, who are very good players? For me personally, 
not together on the same pitch. Um, I think they are too much of a likeness. And I think they essentially cancel each other out. Um, it's like when you put two sides of the same battery together and they just repel. I don't think they work together uh, enough. But individually, I can certainly see them fitting in. For example, you swap Quinn for Boateng alongside Maris and Clark, and I think you've still got a, a very good midfield. I just don't want to be the one to sell Stephen Quinn because I, I fear <laughs> he might throw his toys out the front. At one point, I was expecting to see one of the brand new um, dugout seats ripped from the ground and thrown <laughs> at Nigel Clough. And I say it, it totally depends. I just don't. I think I said in a previous podcast. I hope it's not the Gerrard and Lampard situation where they were two fantastic players, but whenever they played for England, they couldn't play together. And I, I can see that happening, but who knows? It might just be able to cement a place for either one or both of them at a given time when he's when he sees fit. I mean, they're there, they're there to be utilised, so, you know, if ever somebody has a dip in form, drop them in. Well, that's the, that's the thing, isn't it? When they're all available, we've got too many midfield players. Um, and that's not a bad thing, but it just, it just pose a problem when team selection, because those mid three, the midfield three that we keep talking about, you wouldn't want any of them to be dropped. No, well, that... all right. As soon as they're all fit, Ollie Clark will be playing centre half before you can say Galvanise. They'll just play 3 6 1. <laughs> that's the whole point, though, isn't it? While ever they're playing well, they'll keep the shirt, and the others have just got to, you know, they've got to wait the turn. I think, and that's what you want in a good team. I don't think they are that similar, by the way. I can see why you think they don't fit together that well, and but maybe they need a bit more time to try it. But, you know, Boateng's uh, much more, um, what's the word, more like a creative footballer. Hartigan is a bit more physical, is a bit more abrupt. And that's not a bad thing. I just think um, if I had to choose one or the other at the moment, and it's a pretty useless exercise, it would be Boateng, because what I've seen of Boateng, I like. So Kieran I, Wallace as well, I forgot his name. Well, Kieran Wallace, <laughs> again, he's one of the ones who I feel is very, very underrated, but that's, again, another discussion for another day. I would have to disagree. I, I would actually choose Hartigan. I think his range of passing and set pieces is, uh, is up there. Boateng gives us a little bit of drive. I think it all fits in, in the system. You know, if we're playing... a a flat 4-3-3, I would go Boateng because he's got licence to move, but we don't need it when we're playing yeah. with, with wing-backs. We need someone who can get on the ball and pass it, like essentially like Maris does. So I'm going to say it depends who we've got up top. If we've got yeah. some, some big players you know, and, you, and you, you're playing against uh, mm. physical sides like Northampton or and, and teams like that who, who want to mix it up a little bit, we want to try and make the most from set-pieces with our big lads up there, Artigan, you know, he's good at set-pieces. But your other teams, that, uh, when you want to be a bit more creative attacking flair than, than Boateng, that, they're how they're slightly different mm, What a quandary. It could be awesome for course, like we said before. It certainly could. Right, let's turn our attentions elsewhere. Very, very briefly, FA Cup draw uh, last night, of course, tonight as we speak. Uh, we're waiting to find out if we'll progress in the uh, Papa Luigi's trophy or not. Probably won't because Derby, I imagine, will beat Manchester City under 20, under 12s or whatever it is. Um, <laughs> that so will depend on yeah. what sort of team Derby feel they want they to put out. They fielded a very good side from what I saw earlier on. Um, and Paul Warren, of course, is the uh, defending champion manager of that competition. So uh, he'll want to go and win it again. Um, so, yeah, I don't think we'll progress in that. But FA Cup, you know, we got down to the final four. I'm not that bothered about playing local rivals, it doesn't really bother me, because to be honest, it'd be a good game, but I think it'd be a difficult game, which we wouldn't need at this time. They're, they're doing very, very well, which is sickened me to say. Um, and I think... Three defeats on the bounce of the league, are you sure? No, they're up there, aren't they? They're dropping. They're in contention. They're in contention. I don't think it'd be the right thing, but I'm not that bothered about it. Um, I would have like to home tie. Um, I wouldn't have minded going to uh, the non-league side who was Alf Church or whoever it is. Um, and then uh, it's uh, oh, sixty minutes gone. Uh, Derby one, Man City two. So we may still progress in that. It's on, Craig. It's on. Wembley's on. Come on, come on. We're going to win it. We're going to win it. Like, we're well, not return there, but come on. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Um, let's go back to, anywhere. <laughs> yeah, anywhere up from Wembley. Let's go back to the FA Cup. Um, it had to be bloody Barrow, didn't it, Clive? <laughs> we were just begging for us to be drawn out the first, so we had the home tie. We're only there two weeks ago. At least this time we'd go to the McDonald's rather than the KFC. Yeah, it was an <laughs> oh bollocks situation when I saw it come up. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't, I really am disappointed. Anything, because we've been to Barrow before and not that long ago, most recently. And there are places where I haven't been. And I think one of the joys of the FA Cup is you go to places you wouldn't normally get yeah. to. You know, Shaw Lane a few seasons yeah, ago. Yeah, I'll get Railway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, that's what it's and, and some of it's for the uh, bad experience, but it's been experienced nonetheless. Mm. And I would have liked to, I'd have liked to non league side, I think, in the first round. But we've got what we've got. We beat them a couple of weeks ago. There's no reason why we shouldn't do it again. Winnable, Alan. Definitely progressable, without a doubt. And that's what you want, Nathan, is that you look at last year and I think actually almost like 10 years ago when we won the conference. A lot of our success that season was due to the bounce that the FA Cup gave us. I think it was the same last year, getting with the games we had. It kickstarted our season with Doncaster, and of course, you know, we had the win at Sunderland, and then of course the very close game with, with Middlesbrough as well. Winnable game. Let's get to round three. That's the minimum expectation for me, Nath. Yeah, well, like you say, it's uh, momentum it gives you. So the last two seasons, I'd say it's uh, it's done that for us. Even in the the COVID season, you know, when we played beat Sunderland, played Sunderland there, and, and etc. So. Um, you know, it's uh, it's not a good draw. I feel I feel like when we played Barrow a couple of weeks ago, we, we pulled out a bit of the dark arts that we don't usually do. So I feel like they might they might really want to you know, turn us over that day. But um, it's not a you know I don't want to talk too soon. But Barrow, they're not the side that we thought they were going to be at the start of the season. They have dropped off, so it's a winnable game. But it's not the best of games to have to deal with, is it? Let's be honest. But let's just try and get it out of the way and. Barrow will want to take it off us this game because yeah, they'll yeah. F- they'll quite rightly feel they were slightly un- undone in the league game. Yeah. That's what happens, you know. But we learned quite a lot at Barrow, didn't we? Notably, the KFC is bloody rubbish. Yeah, um, although it wasn't when I went last time. But there you go. But this next time we're committing to McDonald's. Yeah. That's all right. But if you know, if we even bother to go, because I'll be honest, you know, if they put the prices as what it were, what it was last time. I'm not that bothered because BIM and it's it was too costly, I think, for me for Barrow. You get that little breeze block to stand at the side if you're not as long as, as long as you're not blocking the gangway for the food and then you try and steal a seat because if you pay for a seat, you pay an extra when really you can get into it by buying a standing ticket. It doesn't really make sense. Anyway, uh, we need to move swiftly on because we've got Crawley on Saturday, um, 23rd in the division. Of course, two wins and four defeats at home. Um, no manager. no manager at the moment as well. That's a recipe for danger, isn't it, Nath? It's one of those where you go in thinking, oh, you know, you fancy us to get a win, but um, there's potential bananas can do it. But we, we won last year, was it 2-1? Yeah. We got a result there, so our, our form has been a little bit better of late uh, at Crawley. So, um, and there's no reason we shouldn't go into it with, with confidence. And if we can come out quick, and especially if we can get an early goal, where they are at the moment, you'd like to think... You know, the heads will go down and we should be able to boss it from there. But that's a big if. Who know. did they beat on Saturday? Newport, was it? Yeah, Newport. Newport are out of form, aren't Yeah. I think it all depends for me, Alan, about availability. Uh, injury update from Nigel Clough early today. Uh, Lapsley and Perch both got the bug, which is going around at the minute. So whether or not they'll be in contention, we don't know. Uh, possibly not. Um, Callum Gordon, 50-50, as is Kieran Wallace, obviously still going through the pro course following the concussion. Resoap's still four to five weeks away and Stephen McLaughlin playing with a sore knee. Uh, so at the very worst in that situation, you look at missing, um, you, you look at to add to the missing list, Lapsley and Perch, he's got to think about some uh, changes, but it could potentially open the door to setting up differently, maybe getting Hawkins back up top and yeah. getting Boateng back into, into the midfield. I'm going to say, or oh, he could drop, uh, put Hawkins back up top and drop uh, O'Toole back, mm. you know. We do, we do enjoy this Triple H. <laughs> we do. We're I'm not, looking good. Not so bothered about Perch's likely unavailability because it, of late he's been a bring-on player. Um, I have a lot of respect for that, but he is, you know, he's at the end of his career. I don't think he's naturally got 90 or 100 minutes in him at the moment. Um, but I think Lapsley's the one we, we can ill afford not to mm. have. Yeah. Well, you've got Artigan or you've got Boateng. And then yeah. Lapsley's a different player. Yeah. That uh, a different player. But, you know, you've got those two people waiting in the wings if needed. But... Interesting to see if Jason Law can push himself into contention. Yeah, and the, 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 yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he deserved 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 the start, and I think he, he'd certainly grasp it. And I know he's going to be playing in the not senior cup on uh, Wednesday. I can't quite remember who it's against. It won't be the many of the first team, but certainly Law no. Gale, uh, maybe potentially. 
uh, Owen Mason will get a game yeah. there as well. But a lot of the younger ones, but still great experience for him to get 90 minutes in the bag. Um, so we'll wait and see. And of course, we'll talk about it later next week. Now, uh, I promised at the start of the uh, the show, I can't remember if it was this one or the one where we couldn't, nobody could hear us, uh, but we are about to expose a cheat as Mansfield Matters turns to Jeremy Kyle. Has Cam been uh, putting it around? Is Nathan Edge Pinocchio? Is Clive Parkin up to no good? Always. Or... Is Alan Wilson not the sweet, innocent man that everybody thinks he is? Who is the cheat in our midst? Anybody got their money on? Alan, do you want to put money on anyone? <laughs> is I, it you? I honestly haven't got yeah. to do it. I don't know what I've done if it's me. Clive, is it you? I shudder to think. Nathan, is it you? I also have no idea. Cam, is it you? Oh, he's not there to answer, is he? Oh dear, silence speaks volume. Silence speaks a million what words, doesn't it? And they say we've got Craig as well. I don't cheat. <laughs> I've never cheated. Yes, he gets it going because he's never won. So exactly, exactly. Uh, well, I'll tell you who the cheat is, and this is where we need to have a, uh, a vote as a as a team and a panel to decide. Ah, it all becomes clear now. It all becomes clear. Mr. Edge, me. Nathan. Nathan Edge. Yeah. What have I done this time? Could you, <laughs> please, could you please explain to me, in your perspective, oh, here we go. the rules yeah. of podcast predictions? Well, what do you want? I did everything right. No, you didn't. What did I do wrong? No, you didn't. I put the score 2 1. I put 2 0, didn't I? Yeah. 2 1, 3 points. No. Uh, 2 0. We were that. I, I didn't put win or lose because we're the home side. Not two. That, that, see, dash no zero. That is where it's you like are away wrong. games. I put zero. No dash one. That win. is where you are wrong, my friend, because you must, according to the rules of the game, specify the outcome of the fixture. Win. Lose or draw, and you failed. And well, I didn't to do so. Yes, asked, and no, I, put, I no, replied to you that. Did you fail? Well, we are the home so. team. No, so that, that is the case. But that does two. still not, in a court of law, specify whether we were to win or lose. Because I guarantee you this: if we'd have lost two nil, you <sighs> would have been claiming before. the points. No, I? you you would have been claiming. The point at no point thing. in the conversation did you specify that we would win that game. Therefore, we are presented with a problem whether or not to award <laughs> you with the points. Now, I want and, to try. I want point. to. I want. And what? And my bonus point. What bonus point? For the lights. You got it wrong. Oh, I've seen them come on. <laughs> <laughs> you need to get back to that doctor, my friend. We've caught him again, lads. We've caught him. Uh, that's why I was hoping Cam would be on the, the podcast tonight because I wouldn't then have to make a casting vote. Right. Um, so, Clive, you've got a couple of options here punishment or no punishment. And then if we vote for punishment, I'll give you another option as to what that punishment will be. <laughs> so, punishment or no punishment, Clive. No punishment. Ah, oh, thank you. You agree with that, yeah. Not the right answer, Craig, was it? Hey, no, it wasn't. <laughs> punishment or no punishment? It's going to overturn anyway. Well, I, I was going to say benefit of the doubt, but I don't think that's the right right answer you wanted to say, Craig. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> punishment or put it in the comments now. Punishment or no punishment? Come on, everyone, no punishment. Just the one, I'll say, give him the benefit of the doubt. Well, my, I've got to vote for Clam as well, and I get two votes because, you know. Adam in the comments also says points deduction, meaning oh. I want some punishment. I'm going to vote for punishment, um, therefore you have to decide what it is. Are we giving him a points deduction, or are we banning him, suspending him from the next round? Of, we'll allow him to... So, Points deduction, or we allow him to keep the points, but he can't play this week. So option A, Clive, is keeps the points but can't play, or option B, he doesn't get the points but can play this week. Well, option A how, or B. How many points, points did he get? Oh, you're not allowed one. to end up more. Whoa, oh, whoa, whoa, no. <laughs> have you read the rules, sir? <laughs> Let's have a vote. Let's have a vote. I think you'll find out. Did we win? Yes, one point. Did you get the scoreline right? No. You're not no supposed points. to reveal any points, are you? So <laughs> yeah, well, someone's no, no, not ready to own rules. In this context of discussion, you got one point. 
So, I so uh, option A, yeah, option A or option B. Would you like to punishment or no punishment? <laughs> Put it. <laughs> points in suspension or no or no points in play on. I've got an idea. The points deduction, but suspended for one match, provided he brings some cakes next week. Okay. Alan. I say don't take the uh Bear in mind you were leading at the end of last month. Yeah, well <laughs> that that that's not I don't think that'll last much longer anyway, my my capabilities, but I'll I'll take it while it's there. I'll say don't punish him. Well, we are no, punishing no, no, <laughs> Give him the points that he's got. Let and him have his one point and miss this week. Okay, so you're saying because, points and suspension. Yeah, okay. because that's a chance that he's still got the points because he might not get points this week anyway. That, yeah. You know, so, no, you know, I, no, I, like I think that. that's the Four. third. I think that's fair. You're ruining my chance of getting three points because I could get a score right. You do realise he's getting an awful lot of sympathy from me. Oh, I can imagine So I can imagine he is. Um, and just to let you all know, I'm going to put in a, a oh, point yeah, anyway. And if I'm right, I'm just going to add some points on at the end. So <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's completely irrelevant. I, I think we should just treat this as a line in the sand and say, from here on in, do yeah, it right. And from here on in, you don't have to put win or lose. You have to put no, the right order. No, no, because then that's a whole different debate because it should always be Mansfield score first. Um, so uh, I am going to do when we're away. Well, you, that's the stupid. Isn't it? Shut up. <laughs> Um, I'm going to say you can have your measly one point from last week, even though you failed to do it in the right way. Um, but you are suspended from this week. But you still have to make your prediction I'm just to rub it in. Well, I know. Don't worry. Um, you know, I'm going to say 18 I'll tell you what, no, I'll, I'll, I'll bargain with you. If you get it on the nail, aka you say win 2 1 and we win 2 1, you can have the points this week as well. Okay, one bit. But I'm going to. <laughs> but if you get it wrong, no points at all. So, we'll see. Su suspended man, give me your. Can I have the outcome of the uh, of the game? Whatever you do, whatever you do, Nathan, so just say it wrong. Outcome will be a zero-three win for the away side. Zero-three. I'm not. No, I'm not even writing it down. Three-nil win. You absolute arse. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> Thank you. And can I have the uh, goal time, please? Fifteen. 15 minutes. Oh, Thank you very much. Alan, you are next up. I can't believe that. Crawling nil, Mansfield. That's not early. That's not early. That's not early. That's not early. That's Mansfield win 3 0. Thank you. Yeah. And I already thought 14 in the end. Are you going with that? That's why I couldn't believe it. Okay. I'd already thought to that earlier on. Clive. Mansfield win. Thank you. 3 1. 39 minutes. 39 minutes. I am going to go with a win by three goals to nil, and I am going to go with <laughs> seven minutes. We'll oh. get Cam's prediction in the week. We're all saying three goals, aren't yeah. we? Well, pressure's on, and we'll put it on our social media as always. You all right, Nate? Yeah, I just hope when everyone goes on a link, I hope they give you some stick on there as well. <laughs> well, they can, but, you know, technically, you know, also what we've probably failed to discuss here is I actually, this season, don't control the points. So it's actually not down to me whether you get the points or not. It's down to uh, Ben, who does our points for us. So uh, appreciate... The lesson here is when, you know, when you're giving do. scores, don't be ambiguous. He's the one that's ambiguous. Just write it properly. What does ambiguous mean? Get your dictionary out. <laughs> I said dictionary. I was say that. <laughs> dictionary. Family show. Family show. Switch that camera on. <laughs> Family show. Well, there's a big thing. I think I Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> certainly yeah. has to. Uh, right, um, so yes, make sure you get involved in the uh, link in the description. Uh, win, scoreline, all that usual crap, and uh, we'll see what Ben says on the whole points situation. But in future, Nath, does Ben exist? Yes, yes, he does. Does. I don't know. His name is Ben Swain, and he uh, offered via Twitter to do our scores for us this season. He's doing a sterling job right, as well. Congratulations, Ben. Well done, Ben. Thank you, Ben. You can have a mini roll, Ben. You can if you get give me a point. Yeah, but you know, you've got to bring cakes next week, and we expect good cakes and good biscuits. 
So, you know, you've got to get your you your dog biscuits, isn't it? Yeah, well, that's, that's dog cakes. There we yeah, go. Yeah, but just remember, somebody might, if Nathan can make it next week, somebody's got to pick him up because I'm not available. Well, we'll sort him out. Don't worry. I'm just saying. Don't leave it till 7 o'clock. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> got to pick him up. No cakes. We'll get it sorted. We'll get it sorted <laughs> out. Well, given the technical problems you're having this week, why don't we go back to digital, going back remote? Like well, there was only no technical problems this week other than the microphones didn't work because I've plugged them in wrong. So it's... Trying to get rid of me. Yeah, Nathan can't join. Trying to get rid of me. I mean, we will eventually get rid of you when you move out, but it seems like you're clinging on at the minute. I was on your side here. Just yeah. Well, there you go. Well, no, you'll be. We'll be here next week, and we'll. You know what we'll do, Nate? Good old days. I'll pick you up, and afterwards. Late night. Yes. Sorted. Anyway, you know what I feel right now? Galvanized. What about Newport County on Tuesday night? Well, we'll do a podcast before then, won't yeah. we? Yeah, we'll be here on Monday. We've got a bag full of home stuff coming on. Oh, yeah. Well, have we? Yeah, well, yeah, well, we got them. I've had a midweek. <laughs> um, and then we've got, obviously, our way in the FA Cup, and then the next way going to Rochdale. I forgot about Bradford. Well, there you go. Where is it, Bradford? Yeah, no. It was rearranged, wasn't it? When yeah. was it? When? Yeah, when? Eight, is it 8th of November? I'll oh, tell you, I'll tell you in a second. I've, got, I've now got eight, problems that I can't eight, remember. Our eight pictures. rings about. Yeah, Tuesday, Tuesday 8th of November rings. We're about. all scrambling around now to look at our calendars. Yeah, Nashville Town versus Bradford City, Tuesday the 8th of November. Thank you. Okay, yeah, so we've got Barrow away first then. And then uh, so we've got the FA Cup away, and then we're back to play yeah. Bradford. Oh, well, there you go. Well, there you go. We'll, we've got plenty of podcasts before then. Plenty of time for Nathan to get his predictions right. Uh, apologies earlier on for the uh, microphone issue if you joined us for the first one earlier. Hopefully you've been able to hear us all right on this one. If you listen to the audio version, sorry, it sounds a little bit different today. I'll get the microphone sorted out for next week. All I've done is just plug them in wrong because I thought it was being nice, neat and tidy and you should never do what I did and that is cross wires. So naughty Craig, but guess what? I don't quite wise cross Well, I do, yeah. Bit like you when you're doing podcast predictions, but that's another story, isn't it? Uh, thanks very much for uh, watching. Thanks very much for listening. Uh, remember, if you're in doubt, what must you do, Alan Wilson? For what? Well, just, just in general. Oh seven nine six seven six nine five nine seven. That's what you meant. Really? A minute, a, an hour, and a minute before the no, game. No, Fish. no. Oh, oh yeah, I didn't know that. I'll, I'll, tell you down what, that route. I'll tell you what, we're finishing this podcast in two minutes. I'll go around. Clyde, uh, seats on the SSA coach available on uh, Saturday, presumably, for Crawley Away. If you want to get involved and find out if there's any seats available, what do you do? You get the number that Alan's just about to tell you. 07967689597. And Nathan, if you want to play along with podcast predictions and predict it correctly, what must you do? Predict it if it's home or away, do that in order. And uh, you must do it one hour, one minute prior to kickoff. Buy the link in the description. And if in doubt, you must. Bish, bash, bullshit. There you go. Good night. <laughs>well, there you have it, another episode of the Mansfield Matters podcast, signed, sealed and delivered. Thanks, as always, to the Mansfield Matters podcast panel and to you guys at home watching in the live feed and listening to the audio version as well. Also, a little bit of a personal thanks uh, from me. Obviously, last week on the show, we had that uh, little bit of discussion about mental health. I've had so many people come up to me and talk to me at the Warsaw game and reach out on social media. That really is appreciated. So it just goes to show that if you're feeling a little bit down, don't be afraid to reach out and get help. Talking about getting help, I'm sure Nathan Edge will get help as well in future as he plays along with podcast predictions after his unforgivable error on last week's show. Make sure you play along with the podcast prediction game and make sure you do it correctly as well. To be fair, by doing it via the link in the description, you can't really get it wrong. So play along now and get involved with this week's uh, prediction game. As always, we'll remind you of our predictions on social media later on in the week. Don't forget to shout about the Mansfield Matters podcast as well on social media. Give it a like, a share, whatever it is you guys do on social media. Let people know all about the Mansfield Matters podcast. And we will be back at some point next week to talk about all things creepy crawly. 
to look ahead to Newport, maybe even talk about Newport as well, and much, much more in between. This is the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield always matters. Good night. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.